okay, she's somewhere in this bag. I'm going to take this bag. I'm going to keep this bag with me. I am not losing another member of this party. No, no, it's worse. She did not go in the bag willingly. The bag wanted her inside of it. Uh, yes, you do see that uh, her name tag is there, but it looks like she is heavily damaged. We need to contact Celia. She's a high-level wizard, right? Oh, why, hello there. What troubles you? Can you help me figure out what's happened to this bag? Elias is in, trapped inside of it. I mean, per the, how the game has been said to function, I, I don't know if it would be too late for her or not. I fear that Elias's demise is almost certain, but I have located her remnants. They seem to currently reside on the shadow plane. So how do we get there? Also, I should reiterate that we need like 5,000 gold worth of diamond. And welcome back. This is season three, episode 28 of the Odd Campaign. I am here today and we are catching up and seeing what is happening currently with our intrepid adventurers who have decided to rescue their dear friend, Elias. So, my dear players, about to embark on your own quest of epic proportions, please do introduce yourselves for the audience. Hello, everyone. My name is Daniel, and I play Daniel because I'm original. I'm the healer of the group and decided that the best way to uh, go about this entire situation was to delve into what I can only describe as hell. Fun times are abound, I'm sure. And I'm and I'm Sal slash Ash, uh, played by Mohit, uh, Daniel's partner in in hell. Um, Sal is the resident screw up of the group. He's a bard. He likes music. He likes playing it. And uh, he and Daniel are on a quest to potentially save Elias. <laughs> is her name? <laughs> that is her name. Say, Good job. Say, I was gonna say rolls. Like, yep. That's not her name. That's not. That's <laughs> the player. The the character, however, does need saving. Yeah, to go save to go save Elias. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, I don't screw up. So that would be that would be great. I might lose the moniker of the resident screw-up. I mean, honestly, not yeah. a bad thing yeah. to lose, though, right? Like, out of all things yeah, that you, could you be you might lost, start hearing, might and I'm Mohit. I play Sal, the resident uh, winner of the group. Ooh. Yeah. That has a nice ring to it. There you go. We could maybe work on it a little more, yeah. but... Seductive winner of the group, yeah. That sounds like something else. That I said. <laughs> Nevertheless, we find ourselves catching up with these individuals, but fret not, they are not alone. We are currently finding ourselves, the entire party, these two, and the rest of the Daring Adventurers are all in the Guild Hall of the Odd Guild, which is found on floor 10. So waking up on this fine morning, you all decided that you would embark first thing in the morning after everyone has had a chance to rest, collect, and prepare themselves 
both with equipment and their necessary spells for the upcoming venture. Now that day has broken, everyone is finding themselves meeting up in Celia's study. Three, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. Prime numbers. Fifteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Nineteen. Twenty-three. Twenty-one. Twenty-three. Twenty-one. Just chanting our guild motto. I'm just chanting our guild motto. No, I'm just chanting our guild motto. Do we have a guild motto? Yeah, odd numbers. Oh, odd! I get... Oh! Oh, that's clever. Well, 21. Um, 21 is an odd number, Daniel. It's not divisible by two. I hate to break that one to you. Yeah. I expect it more from our resident engineer, but... Yeah, honestly. I'm a little concerned here now. To be fair, I got four hours of sleep. All joking aside, is everyone prepared? Well, uh, I mean, I've got Angus. In my study? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, how else is he going go to the other, go through the portal if he's not here? We, we do the portal thingy. I think this is going to go swimmingly. Daniel has the brains, and I have the bronze. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I have my spells, so, and all my equipment, so I think I'll be just fine. And I have my smoldering look, and I look at Celia like with a with my with a smoldering look. <laughs> okay. I don't mean to dampen. I swear I know my spell book. I swear. <laughs> I don't mean to dampen the mood here, but I do feel like we need to have a more serious tone about this. Though I may not know all that much about the Shadow Plane, what I do know is it is referred to. As the plane of death is not a place that mortals go in haphazardly. We are there for a purpose, and we should keep that in mind. Celia's got a point. I know, I know, it's 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 rough. Um, and I know I've been joking around, it's just kind of my way of dealing with things. Trust me, Celia, I'm very, very traumatized by what happened to Elias, was her name. And, um... I will, I guarantee you that Daniel and I are gonna do our best... And Wilson, yeah, I'm, 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 guys, I'm coming along. I don't know. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wilson, what do you mean? We decided this like ages ago. <laughs> Wilson, I didn't even think you were in this guild. What? Okay. I was here before you. I was one of the first members. <laughs> oh my god, what Wilson, what? I missed him. It's been like twelve hours. It, yeah, yeah, we we like like I went, I fed Angus, I took him for a walk. Um, like we we went to sleep. Really, has it been that long, bud? It's felt like it's been a ages. It feels like it has been two months later. Well, guys, no time like the present. I guess that, uh, just get going, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what's on the other side, but all we know is that we, I, I guess we're going to save Elias. Yeah. With bolstered resolve and confidence, you find your party as prepared as they can be for what lies ahead of them. As Celia puts the finishing touches on her inscription, she begins her ritual. As the magic energy seems to emanate and swirl amidst the room, it seems to take on an almost physical form, encircling the center of Celia's runic outline with such velocity and force that it actually starts to send papers, books, and small components flying throughout the room. With Celia's great effort and magical presence, eventually you see the smallest of rifts manifest in the floor. From this, you see creeping darkness out from this rift between planes lurching forth and slowly smothering any source of light it comes in contact with. 
as tendrils of shade seem to almost consume the entirety of the room as the magic swirls into a howling current of force, above which you barely hear Celia cry, Everyone, join hands! I'm gonna gulp, and then, uh, can I real quick, uh, like, reload my crossbow? No, that's something is you that, would have that, I literally, you guys have, that's a full round action. Okay, okay, never so, mind. Okay, like, all right, so, like, this is your opportunity to grab her hand. Oh, or if okay, you got it, got it, got it. Okay, I'm going to gulp and then grab her hand. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I will grab her other hand. As everyone joins hands upon the very moment you do so, there is a sudden lurching as if your entire soul was plummeting into the floor. All sight and sound become an indistinguishable blur, as if you are falling through a void. In that very moment, you all seem to blink from existence. Tearing a hole in the very fabric of reality, your characters experience contrasting pull with such intense force that under the pressure your bones begin to ache, until, as suddenly as it all began, you reach an equally as jarring halt. I need all of you to roll a fortitude save. I crit failed. Nice. Eight. Don't worry. Wilson and Celia also both failed. But it totals to a ten. Nice. Job, boys. Okay. Um. So congratulations. Everyone in the party <laughs> is currently afflicted with the nauseated condition. What does that mean? Yeah, hit us up, Mohit. Tell me what nauseated do. It's not confused, is it? It is not confused. Okay. No, you are very nauseated. Or or dazed? No. No, it's nauseated. Very nauseated. It's alphabetical. It is. Amazing, Indeed. isn't it? You are unable to attack, cast spells, concentrate on spells, or do anything requiring attention. You may only make a single move action each turn. But all of a sudden, a spider comes lunging Don't out. give him ideas. Having come to a jarring halt, you feel as if your stomachs are wrenched and almost turned inside out. Momentarily, a number of you bend over instinctually, and you even see Wilson vomits on the ground in front of you. Oh, this is not an experience I uh, want to redo. Ugh. I vomit at the sight of walking at other people vomit. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I should have warned everyone. Um, occasionally, interplanetary transport can be... Quite jarring on the body. Regaining a semblance of your senses, as the ringing in your ears begins to fade, you have the ability to take in all that is which around you. Please roll a perception check. Okay, 19. 25. Ooh, very nice. The air feels heavy, almost palpable, as if a thin veil were resting atop your skin. Cold and clammy, it makes movement and even the simple act of breathing feel like a more arduous task. The sky is covered in an ashen haze and seems to not even contain a sun, but merely emits a faint glow from the sky above. You are currently standing in an almost barren wasteland. Before you only resembles a forest in the most vague of constraints, where there are trees, if you would call them such, but they are thick, leafless trunks emanating from the ground, which sparsely dot the landscape amidst a vast network of twisting roots. Displaced from your standard perception of reality, or your intended destination of Yenemut, you find yourself no longer at the Guildhall, but rather somewhere amidst what could only be described as a forest. Though it certainly deviates from convention, and could only be called such for lack of a better term, 
But then again, this entire place seems to have an altered perspective of what reality entails. Okay, now can I reload my crossbow? Now would be a great time to probably reload your crossbow. Okay, because I'm scared we're going to (laughs) die. This would be the place for that. You wouldn't have very far to travel. In fact, you'd already be there. Wait, if you died, you go to real life? Or wait, if you die in the afterlife, you go... Probably not. I'd give it a hard no. I think you're just (laughs) kind of stuck here. Okay, fun times for all. Um, Wait, so if Elias is... How would we know if Elias is still alive? Is there just like a chance that she's alive in here, Celia? Oh, darling, no, absolutely not. The best I was able to do is I was able to contact an individual from the Shadow Plane. They informed me that they saw a body fall from the sky, which, though this is the plane of death, that is not the common methodology of transport. From my understanding, her corpse lays in the mirror town of Yenemut. How long do you think we actually have till she, the real her, dies? Well, she's already dead. It's just that I can revive people quite a few days after they die. No, I, I mean like in the, the real world sense. Like in the... How would I know? Celia, are you an NPC? No. Okay. I don't know. Just I just don't know how the okay. game's programming that's, works. That's fair. Okay. I don't know I don't either. know if there's a time constraint on this. I don't even know if what we're attempting is even possible. She's right. We're only doing this because I know how to cast the spell. And we have a few days to cast it. All I can tell you is we have about nine days to find her body, and thankfully, with my divination ring and a remnant of her, I am able to know the direction in which she lies in this plane. But I can tell you no more than a direction, not a distance, not even a time frame. Well, direction is better than nothing at all, so I am very thankful you brought that. (sighs) That's about all I'm good for in this instance. Well, um... That, and I may have something that helps us along. And you see as she opens up a spellbook, and she starts chanting something, and it seems as if she is intensely focused. This will but take a moment, uh, but trust me, it will be well worth it with the time we save. Meanwhile, waiting on your companion, you begin looking on in every direction. But it would appear as if the landscape is without any distinguishing landmarks for as far as the eye can see, and... With a lack of dense vegetation or anything to obstruct its path, there seems to be a perpetual gust of wind which howls through the vacant landscape. Only the short stump-like trees are interspersed throughout the way to dampen the gale, and the sound which travels with it. Though nothing can be clearly seen through the dimly lit and obstructed forestscape, without any insulation, everything from creaking trees to wailing creatures can be heard echoing all around you, carried by the howling winds. What ambiance? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't particularly like not knowing where literally anything is. Not having a sun, that's not fun. Um, like, I don't should navigate. It's gonna be a pain. No, I don't even... I'm on top of Angus right now. I can't even see anything off in the distance. There's just trees for miles. Wilson, are you still nauseated? Well, I mean, I just vomited. I'm dehydrated, if anything. But I mean, like, I guess I'm better-ish. That's subjective, isn't Here. it? I always carry a water bottle on me. So, so, so do I? 
Okay, never mind. I'm trying to be helpful. Hey, no, thanks, okay, buddy. Okay. No, I, I really appreciate it. Okay, all right. No, I'm glad like, that we can I have I usually save back. it for myself because sure. like, when no, I get, I get dehydrated. That. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you got to keep your, your skin moist and yes. not um, ashy, especially. Moist. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad we can have each other's back in this very tense situation. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, Celia, what, which direction are, are we going in? I told you I needed a moment to concentrate, but if you really need to know, the ring is pointing that way. And she points in a direction. It's very hard to discern which direction that is. Even Wilson seems perplexed. Uh, Celia, co compasses don't work here. Darn, that was going to be my first question. Um, I... Well, that would make sense. If you know anything about the shadow plane, it is interspersed and joined the material plane through the ethereal, meaning that there are occasionally rifts, pockets in the dimension which the two meld into one another, meaning the magnetic pool and polarity of this plane is constantly in flux as there are constantly holes being torn in through space. That sounds like a lot of jargon that doesn't make much sense. All I know is compass, no work, sun, no in sky. Correct. Trees no have leaves. Trees don't have leaves, apparently. Um, also correct. Good job, you two. You can use your eyeballs. Well, that would be, again, why would trees have leaves with no sun? Most life forms here feed off of the negative energy which exists in the shadow plane. That's a good time to say that I failed phys I failed chemistry. Uh, don't worry, bud. I, I got an A in chemistry, biology, and natural sciences. I meant but, biology. But, but, right but literally, <laughs> literally, I don't think any of that is relevant here because I don't know how much of any of it matters. And that's how you know that I suck at science. <laughs> you didn't even list the right, science. the right science. A wild one. What do you mean? How wait? How did you fail Mrs. Cook's baking brownies class? I didn't actually fail chemistry. Okay, My that's good. Did. I'm I'm glad. I was about to say if you failed baking brownies, there's something wrong with you. Anywho, after an undescribable period of time, it seems like it has been a while. But again, with nothing to judge it by, no sunlight, no time implements, compasses not even working. It's hard to say how long has passed, but eventually you see from Celia's books emanate shadows themselves, and they take form, and they turn into phantom steeds. One for oh. each of you to ride. Oh, yeah, that they're running towards us, and I was like, run away! Ah, okay. Well, now that that is done, everyone, don't worry, you don't need to be proficient with horses or anything. I'm not, that's for certain. These are but... Conjurations, if you would. I have summoned them so that we may move at a quicker pace. That's much appreciated. That's very nice, yeah. Also kind of terrifying, but much appreciated. Thank you. I think he's cute. <laughs> I give him a pet, and then I get on. As you make contact with the Phantom Steed, you... Oh my you, god, are you, you going to tell me to roll a d6? <laughs> you notice that though it seems to be made completely of shadows, it has a silky and very material form to it. And you are able to effortlessly, seeming as if the shade itself is almost assisting you, mount it with the greatest of ease. That's great. I'm also going to mount one of the Shadow Steeds. Everyone... Mounts up on their horses, you two players, Celia included, and Wilson on Angus, the only normal horse amongst the group. And Celia points in a direction and says, 
As far as I'm concerned, the ring says it's this way. All right, I guess we're, I guess you lead. Traveling through the forest, as the haunting wails echo through the landscape, you travel for an indistinguishable distance. Due to the mundane and monotonous nature of your surroundings, the only thing that denotes your effort for the day is the aching of your muscles and the apparent passage of time indicated by the darkening of the skies above. Though, to be perfectly honest, all you know is that you have been walking in a direction. Very little has seemed to change around you. The barren trees still dot the landscape, and you could honestly not tell where you've come from from where you're going. Before long, though, the faint white dull hue which barely illuminated the plain to begin with slowly begins to fade, and your dim light is leaving you in an increasing state of darkness. As shadows creep forth from the forest, the darkness seems to wake a cacophony of new and terrible cries. And presumably, though you do not know what the passage of time is like here, you may have been traveling for longer than you presumed, and it may be becoming evening. Look, <laughs> going in circles. No, 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 definitely not circles. I, what I've been doing is I ha- I got a, a little, uh, I've been using my, my glaive here. I've been hacking at trees occasionally, making little indentations in them so that we can always track our way back to where we've been. We have actually been going in more or less a straight line. Also, that's thanks to Celia. That's kind of that's kind of great, actually. <laughs> I haven't been deviating. The ring has been constantly pointing forwards since I have picked the direction. We, it will effectively tell me if we need to make any sudden deviations, but unless for some reason her corpse moves, we should be going in the same place. So it's getting darker, if yeah, that was yeah. possible. No, darker's the apt word here. What are we going to do for rest and sleep? Uh, well, generally, Daniel, uh, you close your eyes, uh, you lay down on a comfortable enough surface, and you try to think of happy thoughts as you fade away and then are unconscious for anywhere from six to eight hours. Or four if you're Daniel. Or four if you're Daniel. Wonderful. But, like, I meant what are, are, like, is one of us going to sleep at a time, and then the three of us will... Stay awake and protect the others from... Oh, you mean like shadow. keeping watch? Yeah, keeping yeah. Oh, well, that would probably be yeah. a great idea. I would recommend that in order to do that, we should probably stop moving for the day and probably make camp. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I mean, unless you guys want to keep going through the night. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that, too. I mean, at some point, we'll need to rest. It's safer. We could keep going, but then we'll be tired but it might be safer to sleep during the day because there's less of these shadow creatures, but we don't even know if what they want to do to us. So I'm not entirely sure what to do, I mean, honestly. Really, none of us are. Your, your guess is as good as mine, but uh, it is getting dark. Er. Er. And by dark er, I mean like it, it's getting like really hard to see more than like five, ten feet in front of me. Do we do we know if the longer that we wait here, the more like Elias is probably gonna like confirmed be dead dead? Okay. Again, she is dead. The only thing that we are attempting to do here is get Daniel to her in a period of ten days so that he can hopefully bring her back to life. Oh uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I guess I guess that, that what, I, what that means to say is that in the real world, like if you die in the game, ten days you're given ten days until you die in real life. Well, 
I guess that's maybe fair. Yeah. we don't know. That's that's a good assessment. Well, yeah. who's even to be certain? Because the only reason that it's ten days is due to the caster level of Daniel. If he was a twentieth level cleric, that would be twenty days. Not only that, he would have access to higher levels of resurrection spells, and th those would be good for two hundred years. Wait, what? <laughs> Okay, so if that's the case, then how do we know if the Alea that we're bringing back is even the real Aleas? We have no clue. That's yeah, why yeah, we're yeah, trying. Literally okay. no idea. But we're... I guess we will never know until until we... Uh... You can't know until you try. Yeah. Correct. There's no, like, scientific no, method I mean, like... to this. There's no research that's been done into this. As far as I know, we're the first people to be stupid enough to attempt this, so... I don't know, man. I mean, I know that Epitaph and the Fourth Seal were working towards NPC and player resurrection, but I never heard whether or not they were successful. Why didn't they just take cleric class? It's broken. Well, they went more down the necromancy route. I could have maybe attempted to contact Mercy to see if they had ever attempted it, but from my understanding, there are very few individuals who are a high enough level. Yeah, that figures. So, yes, Ash, with all this being said... We may arrive there and be fruitless in our attempts. We may fail entirely. It may all be for naught. We may bring her back, but she could be a shadow of her formal self, quite literally. That's fair. Yeah. Well, we should probably stop because it's so difficult to see that we don't want to hit anything by mistake. Yeah, I, I, I second that motion. So, uh, I'm a third. Okay, uh, all right. Everyone deciding to stop for the evening and make camp. You all dismount your horses, and Celia dismisses your phantom steeds with a wave of her hand. Standing now on your own two feet, you feel the full impact of your weight as your bones begin to ache and your muscles writhe in pain due to the long day's journey. Though you are not on your feet yourselves, you can tell the toll that riding for so long has put on your body. Lethargically, you all attempt to set up camp erecting tents in a semicircle around a fire pit which Wilson is putting together. I'm putting any necessary finishing touches on the encampment. You see that Celia, uh, instead of erecting a physical tent, has opted to cast a spell yet again, and seemingly has manifested from her book what you can only assume to be somewhat of a tiny hut. A tiny hut lasts for two hours per level. You create an unmoving, opaque sphere of force of any color you desire. Uh, the fact is that as many as nine other medium creatures can fit inside the tiny hut and can move about freely without harming anything. The temperature inside the tiny hut is always 70 degrees Fahrenheit, so long as the exterior temperature is anywhere from zero to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. So it is temperature controlled. That's pretty great. The hut Magic also, air conditioning. The hut yeah, also provides protection from the elements such as rain, dust, or sandstorms. The hut can withstand any wind less severe than that force of a hurricane. The interior of the hut is a perfect hemisphere. You can illuminate it dimly upon command and extinguish light as desired. It seems as if Celia has cast this tiny hut around the campfire in the surrounding area and its hemisphere seems to surround the entirety of the encampment. All of you, and Angus included, fit perfectly within and can move about freely. But you see this seemingly opaque, almost see-through, violet-purple hue surrounding all of you. So, I mean, this is uh, spell protection or something? Uh, this is tiny hut. No, I mean, like, the violet hue around us. That That, that, that is the... No, that, that's just the... That's, that's, that's the barrier... Or tiny hut. Uh, it's a visual cool. representation, so you know, ah. so you know when you move outside of it. That's cool. That's cool. But okay. notice how now it's no longer like thirty-two degrees. It's warm in here. Oh my god! It's, the wind's not howling. Uh, 
nothing can really see in, so, I mean, it should provide us with some layer of protection. Yeah, definitely. I was worried about that because I'm sure anything out here would just love to take a bite out of one of us or all of us. Oh, I definitely wouldn't want to take our chances. Thank you, Celia. Oh, wait, guys, I got it! And as he says that, it seems as if the fire at the center of the fire pit, at the center of the tiny hut, roars to life. But as if the environment was not already eerie enough, the light it gives off is a dull blue hue, which barely reaches the outskirts of the encampment. And even as you get closer to the fire, it hardly seems to give off any warmth. Uh, That's a weird fire. Does it get colder? The temperature does not seem to get colder anywhere near the fire, but it definitely doesn't seem to be all that warm. Okay, all right. I was gonna, I was gonna say maybe, maybe it's like a opposite day kind of thing, but like everything's backwards. It's the nether realm. Everything. I mean, that makes sense. Oh, uh, right. Well, um, watch order. Uh, Ang- Angus wants to sleep. Just, just throwing that out there. I, I'll take. I- first watch. Sorry. What, did you want first watch? No, I was just going to say I don't think we should depend on a horse for watch, so... Wait, Angus is very reliable. Thank you very much. Also, I'm just saying that, well, while Angus is asleep, I was probably going to be awake, but if someone else wants to watch and it's comfortable, then I'll sleep with Angus. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, you deserve that. Oh, thanks, bud. Yeah. I did work hard today. You're right. Yeah. It's been a long day, a lot of tracking, hacked at a lot of trees. Hopefully the trees aren't mad. Yeah, don't worry about it. I got you guys. Daniel thinks to himself, oh my god, if the trees are evil, oh no. Uh, I'll, I'll wake up uh, early or in the morning. I, I, I get what, Does anyone know how... How are we going to know when to wake up? I'll play a yes. soothing song. Oh, okay, no, so I, want, I want you, Ash, I want you to think about this. There is no sun. Compasses and clocks don't work. I will count. Good count? To... The entire evening? Yes. What, who's going to count when you're sleeping? How long nope. do we count for? I will stay awake for six hours. What, what, what if what if the pacing of the counting gets interrupted? Really? Yeah. By what? But I, I don't know. Uh, a bear. I'm a bard. You're a bard? I, I'm, I'm a bard. B- I'm very good at you musical instrument, and I'm very good at tempo. You, you know what? If there's one thing that I can do, I okay. count three, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. That's the odd motto. That's the odd. Uh, you're right. Those all are right? All, those so, are all odd so numbers. trust me on okay, this no, one. That's a good point. Um, well. If all of you are done jattering, I think I'm going to lay down for a bit. I'm going to do that as well. And so Daniel lies down on whatever bed thing he prepared. Wonderful. And it would appear as if in the tiny hut, Celia provides for herself an even tinier hut. Somewhat of a simple structure and room which she unfurls and walks in just to have some privacy from all of the lads. Okay, that's a smart idea. Yeah, that, that's kind of awesome. You can do a <laughs> You could do a hut in a hut. That's hutception. Hutception, yeah. Right, well, oh. All right. So, are you going to stay awake? Yes. Oh, uh, let me know if anything. Six hours. Six, no, don't don't stay awake for six hours. You know you won't have access to any of your spells then, right? What? 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 Yeah, you got to prepare your spells, my guy. You have to sleep for, like, six hours to be able to, like, get your magical juju back or whatever. Fine, I'll do it for two hours, I guess. Okay, after that, um, I don't know, maybe wake up Daniel. I don't want to wake up. Wake me up in the morning. Like Okay, fine. I'll do three hours so no, that we no, get three no, hours okay, each. Well, and then, okay. Daniel, that, real that, quick. That, yeah, that's how math do, works. Do you get your spells back if you nap stack? Yes. How many hours does he need so to... He only needs to sleep for two hours with nap stack. So if he nap stacks, stacks a nap with his sleep right now... Oh, then he could be up in two He'll hours. be up in two. So you, okay. you take first shift. Daniel right. takes second shift. I'll take third shift. 
That's fine. It will be good. Okay, Okay, good night, everybody. (laughs) It seems as if Angus lays down and Wilson curls up beside him using his steed almost as a pillow. Do I just start counting? I don't know. Do you? I'm going to wait for Daniel to go to bed. Okay. That I'm going to do. Very nice. No, I'm just going to do the odd theme song then do a little, like, dance. One, three, five, seven, nine, eleven. No, like, yeah. Yeah? I guess, sort yeah. of. But, but, like, you gotta put some groove into it, Okay. You know? good, and good. I'm just, like, seductively dancing around the house for my own sake. Roll a stealth check. I'm wearing a To dance silk. seductively in quiet. Do you know, like, the, uh, the GTA strippers? No. Okay, can't that's kind of what I'm going for. Can't say that I do. All right. What am I wrong, stealth? Yeah, to dance quietly. I don't have any proficiency in stealth. Well, doesn't that suck? Can I do it again? <laughs> can I do it again? Okay. All right. I will say this much. Can I, can I keep that one? No, no. It's an 18. I it's an 18. Say, I will say this much. It probably won't matter because of the following. As the evening progresses, the howling wind never ceases to deliver bellows, cries, and whispers, as the echoing cacophony seems to only grow louder as the evening drones on. Eventually, I would imagine that as everyone has attempted to settle in for the night, to some, the soundscape may be nothing more than white noise. But for others, it is a horrifying reminder of the unknown that lurks throughout the shadows. I'm not scared, because in my head, I'm just going, like, the odd, the odd one. One, three, five, seven, eleven, thirteen, seven, fifteen, seventeen. <laughs> Get it. It's good, yeah, yeah. I got it. It's great. And then I'm just kind of, like, going around... Kind of swaying from side to side, putting some arms into it, putting some legs into it, getting that glute workout. In fact, I'm so good that I inflict fascination upon myself. How does that work? I'm so good that I become fascinated by my own dance skills. I have a minus four skills to react. I'm kidding. (laughs) This dude freaking Narcissus. Eventually, as the evening goes on, Mohit, roll a perform check for me. Perform got, what? I just whatever performs your best perform. I gotta see if you can keep tempo and pace so that you have been able to successfully count for your entire two-hour shift. I don't have a proficiency in perform. I should, right? That's cause... some bogus because you'd be a bard and you yeah. should have mad ranks into perform unless you done goofed something real bad. I have seven ranks in perform. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Okay. Actually, never mind. No, what level? Bard am I? I'm you, eight, eight you, ranks and you, you are a level eleven bard, Mohit. Ten ranks and uh, it's what, gonna be act. Act, I guess, right? Very nice. I mean, it's whatever you chose. That's kind of what, da- yeah. No, there, you know, there's perform dance. I have both. I have perfor- I have perform proficiencies in acting and in strings. Okay, so you, you can choose to do, roll a perform act to keep track and tempo of the time, if you like. Form act to keep track of. Tempo and time. Well, sure. I mean, or strings. I mean, strings makes more sense. Strings, I guess, makes more sense. Yes, yeah. strings. Okay. So do a perform it, strings. It would give me a plus 15 on a It would be a plus 18, actually, because you get a plus 3 for class proficiency. All oh, right, okay. Uh, the 31. Bang. Flawlessly, you have effectively redeveloped time, keeping perfect tempo through the power of music. And you were able to flawlessly keep track of exactly... Two hours and 15 minutes, in which period Daniel finally woke up, being fully rested due to his spell, Knapstack. <gasps> That's a broken spell. Love it, though. Uh, 
All right, Sal, you want me to keep watch and you take a rest? As Whoa, you... oh God, you're awake already? Oh, okay, hope you didn't see that. Oh, okay. Oh. As you awake, you seem that Ash has been jauntily jumping around the campfire, stringing a lute almost perfectly in tune, and he's just listing off a bunch of odd numbers. 2137, 2139, 2141, so on, so on, and yeah. so on, and so on. And then I and then I walk over to Daniel, like give him the loot, like that's your turn. Hey, good night. <laughs> Just leave him off like that. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm you, doing. You, by the way, you get handed a loot, and he just walks away, and he goes to sleep. <laughs> no, I say now it's your turn. Okay, bye, good night. And, and he walks away, and he curls up in a bedroll. And almost instantaneously, he falls asleep. Would that be the loot disappears, too? <laughs> Unless you have a physical loot. I yes. Don't. I don't. Because <laughs> your loot was only summoned. It was a summoned <laughs> instrument by your spell tattoo. So seeing as it's a magical loot, as soon as you fade out of consciousness, so does the loot. I have other instruments. Are you joking? You didn't give him anything else. You handed him the loot and went to sleep. So, Daniel, you've now awoken. You have seen a sight which you really wish you could unsee. At this point, it's just normal. And then you were handed a loot which seemed to magically disappear along with Mohit's consciousness. Okay, this is fine. So Daniel is just going to be counting to himself, I guess, for a while and making sure there's nothing too creepy outside. In fact, can I roll a perception check to see if anything's trying to stalk us? Sure, absolutely. I rolled a one, so 15 total. As far as you can see through the opaque veil which surrounds you, it does not appear as if anything is anywhere near. But then again, it's also somewhat hard to tell. He was quite busy dancing and not very busy tending to the fire, so it is almost but entirely out at this point, except for what Wilson stoked before he also went to sleep. Meaning at this point, there is very little to no light which emanates within a 20-foot sphere around you, Anything beyond that is, quite honestly, hidden amidst the trees. All right. Well, I'm going to try putting some wood or whatever on the fire, so maybe I can see a bit better as to what's going on outside, just in case. Thankfully, it does seem as if Wilson did leave some wood that he chopped from the forest, and it is in a neat pile directly next to the fire, about a few feet away. After restoking it, it does seem to burn with new life, but... At the same time, it does not seem to produce hardly any more light or warmth yet again. After doing so, and it having been about 30 minutes into your shift, you've counted quite some time, you hear uh, a small disturbance, and it seems as if it's coming from behind you. I'm going to turn around and try and see if there's anything I can spot. As you turn around, you hear the clopping of hoofprints, as it seems as if Angus is standing behind you. Okay, that's nice. There's a horse, and it's standing. Just wonderful. Okay. Yeah, buddy? And he just sits down directly beside you, and just sits in front of the fire. Daniel is thinking to himself, What do with animal? I do not know what to do with horse. I will just sit here and, oh right, prepare spells, because that would be a good thing to do. Probably a good idea, yeah. I like that. Daniel, in the middle of you preparing your spells, I actually need you to uh, roll a perception check for me to see how aware of your surroundings you are. 
don't be a one, don't be a one, don't be a one, please. That would be great if it wasn't. 15 plus 29 total. Amidst the clamorous backdrop of the howling winds, for all the unnerving and discomforting sounds that you've heard, for the first time you hear as Angus seems upset and agitated by something as he begins to bray. He stands up on all fours. Oh, please don't trample me. What is going on? Stomping, you can hear a very vocal and aggravated Angus, and mixed more subtly, there appears to be a low-toned growl in the background, and the sound of encircling footsteps, and the occasional snapping of nearby roots under weight of something which may be stalking the camp. Nothing thus far has come out or has been seen, but Angus is certainly disturbed, and with this, Wilson wakes up. Mohit, could you roll a perception check for me as well? Need to see if it startles you awake. Uh, 29. Absolutely. You are also startled awake, and Celia even comes out from her tent in a tent, pushing aside the curtain. The tent squared. Well, has well, it been two hours, just out of curiosity? Uh, it has only been an hour and a half since you went to sleep. What is going on? Oh, I don't know, Angus, just ca- calm down, buddy. Come here, is everything all right? And Wilson puts his hand on his neck, and almost instantly, Angus somewhat obeys, but still seems very nervous. There is something out there. Do you guys hear anything? I do, I do. What is that? I mean, I've been hearing things the entire time. I mean, Angus doesn't like whatever it is, but like... Um, no, no, but it's this louder. is... And closer. I, 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 yeah, I kind of hear things. But like, what is it? Who's, who's going out to investigate, guys? Not it. All right, fine. Goodness, <laughs> no, oh, I'm fine. kidding. No, we no, all go okay. together. No, we all have no, no, to go no. together. No, it's fine. Snow's not here right now. I am de facto her right-hand man, and therefore I'm in charge of the party. I'll take this one, all right? No, no, it's never a good sign for us to split okay, up. Okay, well, like, it's fine. I, I, I think we should go. I think I should. Uh, we should. I, I, me and Daniel should probably go with you. Well, then what, leave Celia all by herself? Oh, my God. Okay, fine, Celia, you come too. Wait, then we're just leaving the entire, all of our stuff back here. What if it gets stolen? Oh, my God. Okay, fine. We'll what if it's bandits? Go. What if it's ogres? Who knows? Okay, give or, us a signal if it's anything or, bad. I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up with a caw. Yes, that, that works. Okay, that's fine. Don't die, please. I only have one revive per day. Wilson, walking out and peering into the shadows, looks around the immediate surroundings of the camp, but beckons back to you. Uh, guys, I'm not really seeing anything out here. Like, I hear spoopy stuff, but, like, it's been like this for, like, pretty much the entire time I was trying to sleep anyways. Like, the wind seems to, like, make sound travel. Maybe it's not, like, directly around us. Sounds of dead people. I mean, we, we are in the death plane, or the plane of death, the realm of the dead. Is there a possibility of us fighting a bunch of undead people? Quite possibly. Who knows? All right. I certainly hope not. I'm going to take a defensive stance. Just Inside ready. I'm ready. Tent. Yep, I'm just ready. As the noise sounds to approach closer, you start to hear somewhat of an urgent barking, even, sounding somewhat like a dog. Uh, oh, um... That's one of my conjurations that I had set up. It's an alarm to alert us if anything comes close to the camp. That means something's within 30 feet of here. Oh, oh that's not good. Oh, no. It doesn't tell me exactly what it is, but from whatever it could be, it's coming quick. Or it's just closing in now and it's been here for some time. So should Wilson come back inside? Oh, uh, guys, I'm like 10 feet away from you. I can't see that far. 
I can only like I'm like at the edge of the fire, but like I'm like just right outside the tent. Mm, whatever it is, nothing can see inside the tent unless I will it. That doesn't mean our scents don't escape. Potentially something could be tracking us. That's true. How long is Wilson's glaive? Uh, glaive? Like, yeah. I got a ten foot reach. Daniel is going to step out of the tent and cast light on the tip of Wilson's glaive. Oh, oh, oh hey, buddy. Oh, 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 it's bright now. Okay. From what you can see, it appears as if the cast of light does go through, but its range is diminished from what you are regularly used to. It seems to only go out about half as far, and while normally it would produce bright light, it only produces dim light in this instance. Uh, what if I cast Dancing Lights? Does that do anything? You can go ahead and try. I'm going to cast Dancing Lights. All right. Shooting out three orbs of magic, you cast Dancing Lights. But likewise, they only produce a small sphere of dim light and only provide about half as much as they usually do. Illuminating the area around you, you are able to see the twisted, warped roots of the forest and the various trees surrounding you. But other than that... Your surroundings are almost pitch black, but certainly something is nearby. Daniel, can you roll a perception check for me? Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah, fifteen. Don't worry, bud. Um, Wilson had a thirteen, so you, you, you in the same boat. As both of you are standing outside of the veil, but a moment passes and all of a sudden lunges out and jumps and tackles Wilson, a large creature. Although shaped like a dog, this muscular creature has a coat that seemingly drinks up the surrounding light, drawing in shadows around it. Its maw is full of sharp teeth, and a wisp of shadow drips from its writhing tongue as it chomps down on Wilson's left shoulder. No! Wilson! No! No, no guys! Stop! Oh, found him! So should we roll for, uh... Initiative! Yeah. I had a feeling. Thirteen. Uh, twelve. The first of these creatures having already pounced on Wilson, the other one is invigorated and joins the fray as you see a second one of these shadow mastiffs joins the fray and lets out a harrowing bay, a howl of sorts, and I need all of you to roll a will save. Clevin. 21. Mohit, I have bad news. Your your Clevin did, did, not, did not pass. Uh, both you and uh, Celia actually both failed your will saves, and for the next... Three rounds, you are now panicked. The harrowing cry and howl of this creature itself has you terrified. This is a sonic mind-affecting fear effect. You are panicked. A panicked creature must drop anything it holds and flee at top speed from the source of its fear, as well as any other dangers it encounters, along a random path which is chosen. You may not take any other actions and you are at a minus two penalty on effectively everything, which is saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. This lasts for three rounds. Okay, so at random? At random. How do we want to decide this? Uh, What we can do is we can do the classic of rolling a d8, and I will determine the direction you're running. You are going to be running uh, pretty much directly past Wilson and Daniel. You are running into the forest. Okay, that sucks. (laughs) Uh, and Celia is not too far behind you. You are going a little right of Wilson and Daniel. She is going further right of you. Okay. And both of those two just book it and bolt into the forest. Uh, top of the round, a creature A is going to take another chonk out of Wilson, if it may, which it can. 
uh, very unfortunately for Wilson's HP. But Wilson does take eight damage and is tripped and knocked prone onto the ground. Creature two is going to come in and attempt to take a hit at Daniel, taking a chunk out of you if it can. Actually, uh, no, Creature two is gonna take Chase to Mohit and Celia who are running off. Because the, the, the rule of hunting is always go after the weak ones that flee. Okay. So, um, it is just going to book and bolt after you two. So there's one creature currently in the camp with Daniel and Wilson. It is currently on top of Wilson, biting down and clamping down on his shoulder. Whereas the other creature is taking chase to you and Celia. But both of you are still panicked for three rounds. So you're going to be running for a hot sack. What's your AC, Mohit? My AC? Yeah. 17. There you go. Chasing after you, it, it seems as if... The Shadow Mastiff lunges and actually grabs hold of your leg and deals 10 damage as it drags you down to the ground. Fantastic. You are knocked prone. It trips you and drags you down to the ground. You said 10 damage? You did take 10 damage. I'm at a visible 52 out of 62 HP. Whatever shall I do? Ash's turn. Do I get to do anything? or? I... Uh, well, you are prone and yeah, panicked. Said... You may use spells if they are to help you flee. Oh, easily. Yeah, there's a spell called Deep Slumber that I have. Absolutely, you can attempt yeah. to sleep it. Um, I'm going to cast Deep Slumber because it, it makes sense. I got to get it off my back. No, absolutely. Being okay. able to... Yeah, that's right. I did something. <laughs> Look at that. Useful Mohit. That was very smart. Okay, yeah, I'm casting Deep Slumber. After being dragged to the ground by this giant mastiff and being in its jaws as it clamps down on your leg, you, in a panic, cast Deep Slumber on the creature and you succeed. And it seems as if the creature is passed out on the ground. All right, I'm going to run towards Celia. Still fleeing, I guess, but... So yeah, after casting the spell, you would be able to get up. Okay. Could I run towards Celia? Uh, or, well, yeah, well, she's like actually... after... Yeah, after... So, I mean, you guys are kind of disengaged from combat, so the way I'm going to rule this is you guys are just running further into the forest, Um, and Daniel and Wilson are currently in combat with one of the other ones. Daniel, it is your turn. Daniel thinks to himself that because this plane is mostly, you know, dark energy that, you know, harming attacks like the spell harm Arm. aren't going to do anything positive. So he's going to whip out, cure serious wounds and punch the creature that's biting Wilson with it. Mm. So if you wanted, you could cast harm on this, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this, me... one, this one would be fine to cast harm on, it looks like. Oh, okay, then... The only thing I would ask is if you are attempting to roll harm, you would have to first hit it, which means you'd have to roll a melee attack to hit. Right, because it's a touch spell. Yeah. Hello, nice to meet you. Oh, look, he's dead. Oh, it dead. Very sad. So please, Daniel, roll to hit. Okay, so I'm going to run up to it and then try and hit it so I yeah, can absolutely. get the best Well, well yeah, you possible. have to be within melee range of it to physically touch it. So by charging, you actually do, I believe, get a plus two to your next attack. Oh, yay. What do we get, Daniel? A 19. Definitely hits. So, Daniel, would you mind rolling for me? Can you find your D10 and your D100? I need you to roll for me a percentile dice. And let me know if it is below a 50%. 58. Charging the Mastiff, with energy pulsating through your hand, you see as if almost an electrified purple aura emanates as you actually manage to make contact with this creature. And upon doing so, you see the pulsating energy course through the creature as you disintegrate it in its entirety. That's good, that's good! And that is the end of combat. Okay. 
I want you to know why I had you do that. Mm -hmm. Shadow Mastiffs have an ability which says if they are in anything less than dim in dim light or lower, there's a 50% chance for you to miss any attack. So if you lo rolled below a 50, even though you passed its AC, you would have swiped at Shadow and not hit the creature. After having your very first encounter in the shadow plane you realized that the hostility of this plane may be as bad as you initially feared gathering everyone together again you attempt but find it somewhat difficult to return back to your slumber somewhat on edge after having been stalked by the various wildlife which surrounds you nevertheless you all attempt to go back to your scheduled routine and I think that's where we're going to end off for this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Oh, uh, hey everybody, it's your resident Wilson here. Snow handed me a note card and said I had to had to say a few things. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode. Um, a special shout out to My Michael Gelfi, Will Savino with Music D20, Kevin McLeod, uh, Raphael Crooks, uh, all of them for providing the music and ambiance for today's episode. Uh, I don't know what episode it is, but I do like ambiance, like birds chittering and stuff. Uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram at RollFound, R-O-L-L-F-O-U-N-D, at RollFound. Uh, visit the website for Murpfshindice, M-R-P-F-Shindice, at the website missingroleplayerfound.com. And if, if you want to help out and you're you're liking what you're hearing here, uh, you can go to the Patreon, which is bit.ly forward slash support MRPF. Uh, I, I guess that's it. And, and stay tuned for the next episode with our bi-weekly releases. P.S. Check out the better podcast, The Gate Chronicles. What? This, this doesn't sound right. But anyway, yeah. anyways, bye. I guess bye, guys.